Welcome to Mother Up. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer. It's time to Mother, Mother Up. Oh, she's here and ready to go. She's got her, her new Stanley. My Hydro Flask without lead in it. Hydro Flask. Oh, I'm using a new fancy tool as well. It's called a, a glass. Maybe there's lead just in it. Just a I don't know. standard I just- kitchen glass. <laughs> I just want to um it it's a big it's a huge deep dark pool to jump into but I found this account called Lead Safe Mama. Oh, we're starting with Casey's Crunch real quick. And uh it's a, it's a lot for me to handle so it's like very deep and I just I am just putting my toe in cuz I don't want to like have my whole world shaken. So I'm like okay, I got rid of plastics. Like yeah. now it's the war on everything else. But I mean, if I'm literally letting water marinate in this all day, yeah. I'm like, I should do that. I will say, I think it's your influence. I am definitely way more conscious of the things that I buy and that I eat for Good. myself and for my children. Um, it's definitely a commitment to make. It's definitely expensive to buy like alternative things. hundred percent. But I just, I feel like better about it, obviously. Um, and I'm not, I, I, like we've always said, I'm not at the place where you are on the journey yet, but I'm, uh, I'm definitely like, like I said, just being more conscious about things, which yeah. I think is all you can do. I was talking to one of my friends out here about it. <clears throat> Steph, she has four babies, baseball wife. Um, so she's got like a few things going on and like traveling all the time and in airports and like needing to feed the beast of like four babies all the time. And she said, that's all you can do is like have the information like information is power mm-hmm. have the information educate yourself mm-hmm. know the options and then just like make the best choices you can a majority of the time yeah like when you can and if you're in the airport and like you need to throw auntie ann's at them or like savara oh like you know oh, it's wow you just hit my two favorite <laughs> airport delicacies yeah annie and really Sabaro. is the sabaro i say sabaro you say sabaro I say weird. I I say I also say tomato, orange. tomato, and Eric gets mad at me. I say Not orange. What does he say? Orange. What, well, that's what the that's what the the people that's what the people that we live among now <laughs> say. They say orange and they say Florida. Oh, I no, I live in Florida. Florida, Florida. Yeah, we're so northeast. <laughs> I well, I literally say that to him all the time. I'm like, I wonder whose accent Jack's gonna have. He's like, we say two. Oh, words I know. <laughs> yeah, I actually, it's so crazy that I have a different accent than people I grew up on the same street as in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah, like half of my street has a very as in you don't have. Okay, so that's they the have thing. a very like, a like people, Philly accent. Yeah, and I don't say think that I do to me a lot. But I think that's also because, like, we were in media, you know, and we ha- we had that, like, communication mind. And it's, like, I- you're just more aware of it, yeah, I think. Yeah, the way you're, like, enunciating and saying things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, welcome back to Mother Up. <laughs> you know, yes. we always get right into things. Um, we are – so this is the last Monday of October. We're going to shake our sillies out a little bit. I know there's been a lot of deep topics that we've been going over this month. We felt it was very necessary to do so. And I hope that you have gotten – information and the the solace and the support that you've needed all of those things we are going to wrap up the month at the end of this episode so we are going to talk about all of that uh i'm also going to share a little bit of a weird story that's going on with my health that very much has to has to do with the the pregnancies and and hormones and stuff that we've been talking about um but shaking our sillies out first we got some fun topics that we want to talk about number one is halloween what are your plans miss mcdonald hosmer um, so we're out in Malibu for a few more weeks before we go back to Florida, Florida, and Florida, <laughs> and, um, get some oranges. Well, here's another one. What do your kid like, kids, like, draw with? No, there are two syllables <laughs> to that word. There are two syllables to crayons. Yeah. They're not crayons. I uh, see. There's, I know there's, you're, are you a crayon? I'm not even a crayon. I'm a crown. I know. I know. You wear a crown. Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to send you to the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> if you say that. <laughs> All right. Oh so God. I have, I have a chance to fix it in the next generation. So I, what is it called? Is it a crayon or it's is a it crayon. a crayon? All right. It's so I'll crayon. tell, I will tell my children just how it's spelled. That Aunt Casey says, <laughs> these are your crayons. Well, I sent um, Sienna a really cool birthday 
gift that I'm pretty pleased with myself about. Um, I was targeted on Instagram. What's it called? Like Cedar Lane or something? I texted it to you. Um, I don't know. Caden, Caden oh, Lane. Oh, Caden Lane. Yeah, I see that a lot. And they are um, PJs that just have – they have just outlines of things. So They're I like her, black and white and then you can color them. Yeah. I got her mermaids and princesses. I hope she doesn't listen before her birthday. <laughs> and you just buy the Crayola non-toxic color markers and so she can color She's her own PJs. Yeah. I'm also working – I'm in the lab on Etsy. Oh, okay. Do you want me to tell you? No, I don't. I want to be surprised. No, I want to tell you. <laughs> I want to be surprised. Okay. Well, it's, she can use it in the kitchen. Ooh. Okay. Great. Yes. She's a baker. Yes. She loves it. She makes cupcakes with my mom every week. It's very cute. With her pink with, uh, Yeah. The pink KitchenAid mixer. KitchenAid. Getting back to our Halloween plans. Yes. So – we're out here in Malibu for a few more weeks. Um, our friends out here are very involved in the community. They've they've lived here for, I want to say, maybe almost a decade. Um, they're both from Cali, but um, in Malibu for almost a decade with four kids. And there's this, like, otherworldly, like, super awesome, I guess, like, community that does specific neighborhood that does, like, goes crazy with the houses. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because when we lived in Newton, Massachusetts, when Eric was with the Red Sox, uh, where Jack was born – our neighborhood did that too. And like to the point of one of the homes sold the year prior to us moving there and, and our, um, the, our homeowner that we bought from said when the transaction happened, the new owners had to sign in the deal. We will allow the band to play. They were like the band house of the neighborhood. So they were like, the band has to play here for Halloween for like five or 10 years, like whatever it was. But it's like, really? Like you're going to ruin Halloween? But it was insane, the amount of people. Like it was crazy. There's a street in Laguna Beach that's like that. That's basically like if you buy on the street, you have to invest like X amount in candy and like put out tables. And some people even decorate their homes and have people walk in them as like haunted haunted houses. Yeah. There were haunted houses. One person had like a 20 foot werewolf um i do love that one of them had cotton candy like you would see how long the lines were because they were like different things one had a photo booth like crazy but getting back to california i don't know what to expect but i think it's similar to that um we have two there are two roads there's a there's a red pill and a blue pill for the hosmer family we don't know which one we're gonna take (laughs) (laughs) going to be a game time decision um we're either going to be i tried to do family costumes I think everyone's going to be the Little Mermaid, which I always thought my Eric looks like Prince because Eric. He is so that Prince got Eric. swiped from me. Except we're look at water people. We're not in the water people. So Prince Eric like likes to swim. We're just like cats to look <laughs> at the water, like paw at it. But my two options are doing what is it? The DC universe. So I would. I've always wanted to be Poison Ivy. Oh, good one. Yes. So I'm going to be Poison Ivy. Jack and Eric will be Batman. Um, I tried to find like a Bane costume. I was like, maybe me and Jack can be the bad guys. Joker. I don't think he's not really like a mask guy. Mm -hmm. So I got him like a sweatsuit that says Batman. Um, the other option is I wanted them to be Spartan warriors. Mm -hmm. And I got Eric this like gold chest plate with like the abs on Etsy. It hasn't arrived from India yet. So I'll keep you updated. (laughs) And I was going to be Medusa. Yeah. Cute. So those are our options. I said you should have had them be the Roman empire and you would have just been a thought bubble. (laughs) <laughs> how often do you think of the roman empire we are we are going to a uh a fun halloween party which i'm excited for and there is a um a theme of tv so pretty immediately so like tv shows or yeah. like you're gonna go as ron burgundy no tv like tv shows sitcoms i think was like the like main niche that they were going for i at first thought friends because that's my favorite show but I also feel like that's so easy. But it was like, okay, I could be Rachel. I could have like a little central perk apron and the, you know, like make my ends like curl up like the 90s haircut. And is she the annoying one? I never watched Friends or Seinfeld or any yeah, of those. Yeah, I don't understand how we are friends. But um, Saved by the Bell, nothing. None so that's nothing. what we're doing instead. We're being Saved by the Bell. That's Mark's favorite show. He knows every single word of every single episode and watches it every Saturday. All right, so who are you? Are you being Kelly Kapowski? So I'm Kelly Kapowski. Well, you have the hair for it. I'm, I know. I'm frizzy. a little stressed. I'm a little stressed. I've been looking at tutorials on Instagram, trying to figure like, it are out. Are you going to go get a 10% perm? I, right? <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to put it in like a high to the side pony, maybe yeah. like super like crunchy, curly, and like tease the hell out of some like bangs. Yeah. 
That's cute. You're going to look so cute. Yeah, we'll see. And what's what are the babies so doing? So the kids are Sienna wanted to be a butterfly. And oh, they're not they're not partaking. They're not coming to is this, this an party. Adult? This is oh, an this adults is, okay. only party, yeah. Um but for how like for the nighttime, um Sienna's being a butterfly and I wanted something for Asher to match and he's a a bumblebee. He should have been a caterpillar. I know. I couldn't find a cute caterpillar costume. The bumblebee costume yeah, was Yeah, that didn't way, look like a hot dog. Was yeah. way cuter and we took him to Boo at the zoo a couple weeks ago. I will post pictures to the Mother Up podcast page. It's so cute. What do you think are going to be the top costumes this year? Barbie. Barbie. Little Mermaid. I think but you have a wild card one. I think Travis Kelsey and um, Taylor Swift is going to be a big one. I a couple years ago think- was Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. Mark and I were that. You know what else is going to be a big one is everyone's favorite, I guess, aunt who lives in their home, Miss Rachel. Oh, Somebody was saying that actually about the party that we're like going dads, to since it's TV. It's very easy for dads to be Miss Rachel. Like they were saying, we should go like as so comfy as Miss Rachel and Blippy. I'm sure people will be at the the party we're going to. I don't watch either of them. Miss Rachel's great. Like Jack has learned so much from it. Yeah, not and that I'm against it by a, any means. We yeah. know that I'm always putting them in front of TV when needed, but um, that's just not one that we've t- ever turned on. When did Sienna start liking movies? Like we are counting I down the days until we can we watch. Get there. Oh, we want to watch Lion King together so badly. Yeah, I think most kids her age do. She just isn't for some reason. Well, she's very busy. She has a lot to do. She does. I mean, she attended a cocktail party with me last night. I hosted a girls' night, and she was like, "Oh, a charcuterie board. How lovely. Let me make a plate." Was the green Gatorade hers, or was that one of your friends struggling? That was one of my or friends were you struggling. That was one of my friends. Okay. <laughs> no, but she took like I put out the fancy china. And she like delicately picked up the the fancy china and put her cheese and her crackers. On you know the plate. what would be really fun is to do like the themed charcuterie boards with her. I'm sure she would love that. Yeah, like where you I, like for Christmas, there are a lot of options. Yeah. Do you know there's like a charcuterie board subscription? Yes. Okay. There's. I think I feel like there's a ton of those. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I feel like here's the thing, and this is what I've learned: just get like a big wooden plate on amazon don't forget to put the wax paper down what what what's the wax paper for well then they don't have all like the goop see this is you need to do like a, a well if it's wood a master I'm class about, on charcuterie board one episode wood is weird like we have this awesome tr- like cutting board that my mom got me but like i truly don't feel like it's ever clean clean yeah so that's why i'm like uh, like is that whatever just get like a plastic board then whatever because yeah. then you can just like put it like hose it down just get like sprigs of herbs. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. Like get a couple mums, like for this time of year, mums and like rosemary mm. and just shove it in and it like elevates it in five seconds mm-hmm. and just get different colors. Yeah. Like you don't have to eat it. Yeah. Like I, the uh, apricots, dried apricots. I like level up. Right. I like doing some nuts, some like chocolate yep. covered pretzels sometimes for like a little sweetness. You can sweetness. add in some pistachios yeah. for like the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love a honey truffle on a cheese board. Drunken goat from Whole Foods really is like the universal one size fits all cheese. I feel like this that? is not the first time that we've discussed drunken goat on this podcast. I feel like maybe we should reach out to Whole Foods and have them sponsor us. I mean, that'd be great. Hello? <laughs> Is that your house phone? Hello. Is that your, ro- is that your rotary ringing no, over there? No, you know what it is? It's my <laughs> phone telling me that somebody's at the door. We got one you of those. A ring-a-ding-ding? Yeah. There's a bunch of flooding in, what, Biscayne? Or not flooding, like super high tide I saw today. Did you see that Acapulco was just like destroyed? No. Regrettably, I am doing a little bit of a detox from, from the news just because of everything going on. I'm trying to take it in in like controlled manners. So I feel weird saying like, no, there's a big thing happening in Acapulco and I didn't actually know about it, but I, I This is to- terrible, but it immediately reminded me of Utah, how they have like the controlled pours. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. For liquor, like they're they're like I think there's something they have to put on the bottles that like literally measures the shot. Oh, and it will like actually stop it. Accurately, yeah. Oh, the whole and, state. Like, you can't get a double. Yeah. Oh. And then they stop serving at a certain time because apparently I can tell you I what did- we don't have that down here in Florida. No, we don't. <laughs> Y'all come back now. <laughs> Y'all come back. 
<laughs> it's not like two drinks per person. It's like, Florida's, how many can you fit? Florida's like, whoopsie, that was a double. Oh my God. But no, but I was, we did a family photo shoot last week and I was talking to our photographer who, I don't know if this, if you've heard this, but at Pepperdine, there was this tragedy. There was, uh, there were four girls um, struck and killed on PCH, Pacific Coast oh, Highway, Pepperdine man. students. And we were, ta- we were talking about it because she teaches at Pepperdine. She's like, it's too much. Like it's overwhelming. And that's what I was saying. I was like, I saw this Instagram where it said, I think that God is the only being that we're aware of who can handle how much hurt and pain and death and destruction is going on in the world simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's too much for a human being. Mm -hmm. Like the weight of it is just, it's too heavy. There's, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, specifically with everything going on in, in Israel and Gaza and Palestine. And I, you know, I, I so much want to understand what's going on. And I'm like this with every tragedy or trauma, any shooting that has ever happened in this world. I've always been like, I need to know every bit of information because you think that in some way it's going to rationalize what happened and there just isn't Never. any rationalization to like people that make There was just a mass shooting like in this. Maine. Yes. You saw that. Yes. I mean, it's like- Yes. And there's a um, a Naples moms group that I'm a part of, a Facebook group, which is popping. I will <laughs> say you, like not to make light of a very heavy and very serious conversation, but I am so proud of how like you just swan dove into that community <laughs> and you were like, the Simons are here. <laughs> how can we help? You know what it is. I'm just so happy to find a community. I'm so happy to have a neighborhood. I'm so happy for my children to just have a beautiful place to grow up. And, you know, I am grateful for the things I had when I was growing up, but I didn't have the open door policy home. I you have one of those wasn't really allowed to have people over. It was like all about like we need to keep the house like clean and organized. Are you guys as a parent? I get. Yeah, but we we need our time to recharge. Absolutely. Like we had an event uh, with a professional organization that he's a part of on Wednesday night and I had a really rough start to the week. I didn't feel good. And then when we went, like I can get energized in those types of environments where I think for some people it will deplete them. Um. But he he was doing OK, but he was like, wow, I'm like really <clears throat> shocked at how much you liked that and how much he keeps saying that, like how much I am like diving into it and really making those relationships. Cause I just think it's so important. I'm just so excited to be a mom and be making these relationships for no, us and awesome. our kids. And it's great. But um, speaking of tough, Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. I'm tough not following. Life. I mean, the extent to which I saw was the Justin Timberlake abortion yeah like what a major bomb to drop that this pop star that basically was idolized for being a virgin and being this like good girl figure is admitting she's like i don't know why people said that because i had been having sex since i was 14 years old i lived with my boyfriend when i was like 17 like of course i was sexually active and not only that yeah i got pregnant and had an abortion and y'all were saying like i'd never kissed someone before and I did, think did we, she was, did we not see the music videos? Yeah, I don't know. I think she was also saying it too because she said she really basically hated that Justin took credit for like taking her virginity. Like never came out and said it, but never denied it. She's like, I was hoeing for years. Yeah, I know. Yet. I know. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Says the girl who like didn't do that until I was in my twenties. <laughs> my god she is but so i didn't read the book i actually do want to but i listened to this podcast it's really good is it on spark notes well basically that's what this podcast is <laughs> no, um, is spark notes still around i know it should be i uh, know are you kidding these day and age i'm sure these kids have some crazy ai thing that like spits out the whole book in 30 seconds um this podcast called celebrity memoir book club this is like their whole holy grail. These girls are huge Britney Spears fans. And then they actually had a Britney Spears podcast prior. And then a Britney Spears podcast mm-hmm. just on Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. So they summed it up really well. They read passages from the book. They like hit on the keynotes of it. So I so just some of the some of the cliff notes, I guess, are right. So that thing about how she actually lost her virginity at 14 basically goes to the root of it and that she comes from just a really horrible family background and that her dad's dad was like highly abusive. His her dad's mom had a stillborn or 
the child died very young and then she like went into a mental institution, came out and killed herself because of just like everything. And then the abuse. Brittany's grandmother. I think so. Yeah. And then the the abuse from from the grandfather. The yeah. yeah. Um, so that really downplayed onto the father that then kind of fueled the abuse that he had for Brittany and her siblings and how their life was just so up and down. They'd be the richest family in the neighborhood and then they'd be the poorest family in the neighborhood. And it was just kind of going all so over the So would he place. blow it or what was like, what was the. Yeah. He was like a really bad alcoholic and just like wasn't stable. And then how like she always kind of liked to dance and sing, but didn't really care. And then yeah. they like pushed her into doing this and then it just kind of took off. She went up to live in New York City with like some random family friend by the time she was 15 years old. The biggest thing that I got out of it was how her parents just continually put her down. Like there was nothing. Oh, you have the number one album. Oh, you're the number one person on MTV. Oh, you're winning all these awards. And they continuously just told her how she was fat and how she wasn't good enough and how she needed to be doing more. And all she wanted was to be loved. And she continued to buy them houses, take out on their mm-hmm. debt, like do whatever she could to help them have a better life. And it just wasn't enough. And as a mother, I just sit here thinking like, I couldn't imagine ever telling my child, you're not good enough. Like you need to, like, what are you doing? You need to do more, especially if she's achieving this national stardom for everything. I don't know. And then it, it, you know, goes into so more obviously about the conservatorship, which is just not something you could even sum up in a few minutes, but how like, it started with them taking away her children. Yeah. And then they were like, she's going crazy. And they're like, she's like, of course I was going crazy. I was going insane. I shaved my damn head. You took my six month old baby away from me. Like I didn't realize we were still young when this all happened. 2007. Right. So you and I were like 16, 17 years old. We had our own lives going on. I don't remember. And we probably thought, Oh my God, Brittany's going crazy. Yeah. I don't remember the details. No mention of postpartum or like, yeah. I had no idea that she had a five, six month old at the time. Like I think about that now, like, yeah, I'd shave my head too. If someone took Asher away from me. And now a quick word about our sponsor. So I want to talk about therapy real quick. We both have experiences with it. For me, I would not be where I am today <laughs> had it not been for therapy. I think especially as a mom, having outside perspective is super, super helpful. And we both, you and I both have transitioned to doing virtual therapy, especially because we're moving around so much. So it's like harder to be able to go into office and just nice to be able to do it wherever you're from. And I like it too, because I use it as my opportunity to go on a walk. I get Asher in the carrier or in the stroller. Oh, And I just take them for a walk and I get my physical and mental exercise at the same time. So BetterHelp is so great with this because it really makes it easy for people to find somebody that is right for them. They have this questionnaire, really narrows it down, like what kind of therapy that you're looking for. Something that I never really thought of too until I saw it on BetterHelp. But like, do you want somebody that's going to push your faith in your therapy? Do you want somebody who's going to give you homework at the end of therapy? You know, it's really tailored to like, how do you work best? And then that's when it sets you up with a therapist. They have chat sessions, phone sessions, video sessions. The scheduling is so easy to do, which of course is like the best part because as a mom, the schedules are all over the place. So if you have fluid, yeah. Yeah, constantly changing. If you have something that just makes it easy to schedule, then you're going to stick with it. And it's really important to be able to do. All these therapists on BetterHealth are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited experts. You know you're getting somebody that's really going to help, somebody that's going to be good. I actually am in the process of signing up right now because my therapist who I was doing telehealth with, she's in Massachusetts. She can't treat me anymore because I'm not in Massachusetts. And I've been with her for seven years. So that's a daunting task. And I tried to find somebody here in Chicago in person and it just, it wasn't right for me. It was really frustrating to me. So this is a better way. You have this company who's setting out to pair you up with someone that you're going to be compatible with, I think that's a lot better than doing it on your own. Totally makes a difference. So we know that it's helped us. We want it to help you. We're partnering with BetterHelp to give you 10% off your first month of therapy. So you can sign up at betterhelp.com slash mother up or use the code mother up and you're going to get the help that you need. It's going to be great. Casey's going to take us on this journey and let us know how it's been going for her too with a new therapist because I know that is scary, but it'll be great. So BetterHelp, 10% off for your first month. Sign up at betterhelp.com slash motherup or enter code motherup. 
But the only way we really got information then is like you physically had to like go to people.com. Teen or Bop ma- Magazine. It was the food store. It, you yeah. would see it at the food store on like in the 30 seconds while your mom was like, all right, let's go. Like, we got it. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, I need to read everything because you weren't allowed to buy them. Yeah. They were like $3 each. Yeah. We're not to buy them. I mean, maybe my mom bought them for me when like Leo was on the cover or like, I don't know, Jesse McCartney, but yeah, no, that's how we got our information. Yeah. It's really sad though. And, but the compassion and the empathy that she has for people is mind blowing. I mean, she's really a good soul at heart. And listen, I'm sure there are things that went down that she maybe didn't admit to in the book, but she was very open about. Yeah. All good, bad, otherwise that she was a part of and that she did or that might have been provoking to people. But it's uh it's a really sad state of affairs for her. It's you know, and I, I just I hope she can somehow get on the right track. But like you said, she's just and then that like slinging knives in her kitchen for a long just time. Just married to like for Sam. a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. About how they think now that he was probably brought in like during the conservatorship and that he was like a plant, pretty much. But yeah, she is like that was that was the thing, is like so you're telling me I can't make any of my own decisions. She wasn't allowed to buy her own clothes or her own shoes. If they thought it was unnecessary, they would say, no, you can't buy that. She wasn't allowed to eat whatever she wanted. For like six years, she could only eat the food that people put in front of her. She was never allowed to have choice in that matter. But then they were like, okay, but you're capable of getting up and going out and going on a world tour and having a residency in Vegas and going on press tours, but she's not capable of picking what she wants to eat. I mean, uh, listen, I think it's a sad and very tragic thing. And it's, we don't know what we don't know. It's yeah, like, 100%. You know, we obviously only know half of the story. It, it's sad any way you slice it um, that this like beautiful, talented, presumably sweet girl yeah. has now, her life has come to this after everything she's accomplished. Like, you can't take her accomplishments away from yeah. her. Yeah. And if you just look at that black and white, it's like, that's really sad. It's like the story, it's like how I never knew. Um, how Elvis ended up at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Like I obviously knew that he overdosed and, and died or that's um, but I never knew that like he was broke and I never knew that what his manager did to him and you know, kind of all this extra stuff that comes with it. Cause everything's glamorized. I will say, Ooh, okay, that's get a hot take. The Britney Spears song in the red jumpsuit. What song is oh, that? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Um, is it, oops, I did it again. No, no, it's no. the, um, the other one after that like the it's the other one the other yeah, great yeah, the one. other one did she have a microphone or not so you're talking about the mandela effect which you bring up often yes the i think the whole thing was that she did the same outfit for a performance on the vmas and that's where she wore the microphone in the music but video ev- she did not but everyone has the microphone like I with know. the costume but then that yeah then then you just you disproved my mm-hmm. conspiracy theory what huh. song was that for We'll figure it out. There are listeners that are screaming at their phone or their radio right now being like, it was this song, you idiots. <laughs> like, why don't you remember? I have a friend who called, who I was FaceTiming with her the other day, just catching up. And she knows, like, I'm the resident conspiracy theorist friend. Of course. So people, people will come to me. I'm not all knowing, but I will, I will research. Yeah. So she's like, oh my God. I saw this thing. They said that Britney's actually dead and it's just AI and it's all. And I'm like, I mean, bro. you know, they said that about Avril Lavigne for years. They still say that. Yeah. I, I did a deep dive into that one night. I don't. Have you seen the pictures of Kanye? I don't like, believe looking it. Like he has but like it's football pads on, like his shoulders are like this now. So you think Kanye's not real too? Do you remember he said? Remember, it was, I mean, listen, Kanye is nuts. Like Kanye, like Kanye has like everything. Listen, Wait, are you know. real? I don't know. Are you the real I'm Casey? Real. Okay. So it, it, as far as my consciousness goes, <laughs> I think so. But like, you can't argue that like his, like, do you you saw those pictures? But I mean, he said something. He's like, if you don't hear from me, like, I'm dead. Or oh what? yeah, I don't know. he said, if you don't hear from me, it's because Chris put me on a five one five one five zero hold or something like that. Uh, I don't, whatever, whatever. But like, his body looks different. <sighs> I don't know. That's a whole other one. Maybe he got shoulder implants. Yeah. So we have a hot take segment that we want to do here. Casey, in addition, in her spare time, when she's not looking up conspiracy theories, <laughs> she likes to bombard my DMs on Instagram, which I love. I'm not knocking. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. 
So this is what I was going to tell you earlier before we got on I'm the very podcast. Much an all or nothing, girl. All you or nothing. Will, I will ghost you, or I will be so far up your butt. You just are like down, girl. Yeah. <laughs> the I will wake up in the morning, and I took a screenshot of it one time, and I need to post it. Uh, I, I was like continuously scrolling down my no. homepage of just the amount of text messages and DMs that you had sent. And it's funny because currently I'm in Florida and she's in California, so we're on a three-hour time delay. So by yes. the time I am asleep, Casey is in her revenge bedtime procrastination phase, which we're going to talk about in a second. And she's sending me all these things. And I wanted to post it. You're going to hear my horrible singing voice in a second. I wanted to post it to that song that's like, from the moment I wake up, (laughs) before I put on my makeup. (laughs) I'm just like... You can post all it. of this stuff. It's so funny. Oh my god! But so she finds these. Like some of it is so interesting. I love the stuff that you send. Um, a very uh, my wide algorithm. Variety. Yeah, my algorithm has to be like, yeah, crazy. It like doesn't know, having a seizure. Doesn't know what like, you does are. Does not know. No, 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 no. But so hot take segment. One of them is when you are at the dentist, are your eyes open or closed? They wield that brush with a fiery passion that is like you would think that they were like a knight in king arthur's court like like just trying to like slay a dragon who's they the 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 dentist or the hygienist oh so the the tools you said brush like okay but like the brush the power the the spin brush so and nothing against dentists listen we need you guys because I have wine and coffee stains all <laughs> up in these. And baking soda only does so much. Um, there is so much spray back from that. You, ha- I don't care if you have the goggles on. Keep, your, keep those eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I actually have gotten like the toothpaste from the dentist in my eyeballs before. And it burns because it's like sandy. I'm an eyes closed type of person just because I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm just going to get some rest. I'm not going to awkwardly lay here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close them. So this brings up another question. Getting your hair washed at a hair salon. Eyes closed or eyes always open? closed. Because again, there's always water. Yeah. When I'm getting a hydrofacial mm-hmm. and it drips into my ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a hydrofacial before? Mm-hmm. So you know it's like a it's a splash zone. Yeah. So when they run the it's a two hand thing. Like they run the the gun yep. and then they have to wipe and like kind of rub in. Yeah. Like follow the trail. Yeah. First of all, with a hydrofacial, and I'm not, I love estheticians. I have been so lucky to have like the most amazing estheticians, but I have gotten a hydrofacial before. This woman, it was actually in Philly. She was like, I've done Beyonce. I've done this. I've done that. I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what you're doing. Literally, like like, my ears were a swimming pool. (laughs) Yes. Like my ears. When I go for a facial, I want it to be clinical. Like I want you to get, suck all the goo out. Give me all the extractions, like get it done. Like I want that water to be like black and have like things living in it. You know, when they like empty the water afterwards. Yeah, gross. Yes. I want it. I do not want to see through it. But like I want to relax. Like yeah. I am, like you're paying what, like hundreds of dollars. Like I want to fall asleep. Yeah. Like I want you to get this shit out, but I, oh, sorry. I, but I want to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's why I feel like, you know what? Whether it's the dentist or whether it's getting your hair washed, I've fallen asleep a few times at the hair. Getting my hair blown dry after a haircut is like for some reason the most relaxing thing. I can't wait till Sienna's old enough to play with my hair, but not rip it out in chunks like she is right now. Jack rips my hair out now, but I always find that when I'm getting a blowout, like I'm awkwardly like pushed forward, yeah. or like my neck is yeah. back like this, and I'm just like you're doing that thing where your neck muscles you're like they're pulling you back, but you're you're trying to resist, and you're just like this. <laughs> Speaking of neck muscles, have you heard of Botox in your neck? Yes. You have? Yeah, because people have like the lines or the wrinkles across their neck that they – I have one big one. And th- I guess people want to get it there? Yes. Yeah. So I had – when we were in Chicago, I was getting Botox and she's like, do you want Botox in your neck? And I was like, ah. She said you can also do it in your shoulders. For what? To relax. Like, I mean, do you carry stress there? Like, my shoulders are yeah. always, like, hard as rocks. Maybe that's so what Kanye like, needs. Yeah, Kanye needs that. All right, moving on. Now that we're kind of talking about some health stuff, let's uh, – I want to tell you about a health thing that happened to me 
lately um, as a little bit more serious and then we'll move on until wrapping up this month of the... You told me it wasn't serious. Are you okay? No, it's just a serious topic that I feel like needs to be talked about a little bit more among women. Okay. So as I started talking about on another episode with the health plan that I'm on, I... There's something off with my hormones. There have been since I had Asher. I don't remember this being the case after I had Sienna, but I also went on birth control immediately after I had Sienna. And this time I wanted to see what my body could do by itself. And let me tell you something. It's not being nice to me. Okay. (laughs) So the reason I started going on this health plan is is because I've had a couple incidents where I've collapsed, where like the whole room just absolutely flips upside down. And it's different than that feeling that you get from when you are standing and, sit, and you go to sitting down, and then you get back up again. The last time this happened was like the summer because I feel like you were at the beach house. Yeah, that was one of them. Then the last time it, it happened a couple weeks ago in Target and I had to like sit on the ground in Target <laughs> and then like crawl over to the Starbucks area and sit on a chair. So I think it has to do with my hormones just like not being on the right levels again. I've started working with this registered dietitian who a lot of the things that you read – say that gluten and dairy can basically feed your hormones in a way that are not good and that continues Mm -hmm. to have them overproduce or underproduce. And so what she wants to do is have you go gluten-free, dairy-free to kind of just reset. Elimination. Yeah. Yeah. And then the leaky gut we talked about. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first week that I did it, I felt really good. And that's what I was saying the last time when we talked Mm -hmm. to the podcast about it. I was like, I'm pissed at how good I feel because I don't really want to stay gluten-free if that is the answer. And then the second week was fine. And then by the third week, the beginning of this week, I was just like, I'm starting to get really discouraged because not only do I not feel good, but I feel worse. And by Monday, I felt the way that I did when I was pregnant. And obviously, if you listen to this podcast enough, you know that I have really, really tough pregnancies. It was my entire body was in pain. My muscles, I, I felt like I had been run over by a truck. I had a horrible headache in the frontal lobe, like front part of my head, and I was back to where I felt like I needed to just lay there and have my eyes closed. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, this is, there's probably something up with my cycle. I'm probably, I could tell I was having other symptoms, not to be TMI, but you know, when you get like a certain type of like discharge that you know, you're like, okay, I'm ovulating. I definitely was like ovulating. And so I just thought, okay, this is part of the cycle. It'll be over in a day or so. I went into such a deep depression in a matter of 24 hours, like just like that. And I I just, I didn't want to get out of bed. I mean, I was like looking at my phone sitting next to the charger and the, the thought of picking it up and plugging it into the charger was overwhelming. I, I couldn't, it was like in too much. Like you couldn't move, like debilitating. In too much pain <laughs> to even be able to get up and do it. I wanted to burst into tears multiple times throughout the day, I but like nothing was wrong. And then I went to – my mom came over. It was with the kids for a little bit, and Mark and I went out and ran some errands together, and we went to the food store, and I just looked at him, and I just burst into tears, and I was like, I just want to crawl up on this floor and die. I feel so awful right now. Something is so wrong with me. And – he so was what did like, you do? He was like, do you want to go to the emergency room? Like, I know this is not you. I know how rough you're feeling right now. Like, this is not okay that you feel like this. I'm like, I, I know. And I don't I don't know what to say. And I don't know what to do. But I don't want to go to the hospital. I just want to go home. I just want to like, yeah. be with the kids. And, you know, throughout this, I've been like, you know, they've been kind of pushing me around from a neurologist to a cardiologist. But I don't think it's a cardiology thing. I think it's an endocrinology thing because of the hormones. That's what's... Dr. Sharon said, she was like, there are every doctor is in their own corner. So it's so hard for you to, you're a ping pong ball. Yeah. Dr. Sharon is an interview that we did the other day that actually is going to air in the month of either November or December. She's a a neurologist that we're going to have on who answers a lot of great questions. But yeah, so uh, it was just, it, it was just a really tough time. And I started researching a little bit more and it seems like some of the symptoms are part of what is called PMDD, but it's basically just like a very severe form of PMS, premenstrual dys- dysphoric disorder. So your uh, your hormones must like tank. Yeah, like you know, like you must have like the highest of highs and also the lowest of lows. Yep. 
so so you just probably not just but you definitely need hormone support is that what your nurse told you so it says hormonal birth control and antidepressants can relieve symptoms well spoiler alert i'm already on the antidepressants so there goes that but and yeah like maybe i need to go back on birth control which i'm considering but that's just like a masking of it you know it's not helping it that's what we said it's like the flex seal commercial like the boat yeah is the boat is leaking yes and you are just patching the leaks instead of just let's like fix yes the boat. or as a yeah. doctor i used to work with used to say i really liked this analogy it's fixing the faucet as opposed to just mopping up the floor every time yeah 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been working with the registered dietitian and the functional medicine um, with this program and telling her I went and had to get another blood panel yesterday to check a, a couple additional levels. And well, you're probably going to have to do that. Like, like it's like pregnancy. Like you're probably going to have to do that weekly, if not more, you know, throughout yeah. your cycle. Yeah. Just to be able to see what's under oh, the Oh, yeah. Hood. Like I didn't have – there was no appointments available at the lab and I was like, I don't even care. I will go there and wait for three hours until they see me as yeah. a walk-in because I need I need answers. I need to get this done. But I just felt – it just made me feel so sad for any woman that goes through that, that doesn't have the support, that doesn't have you know a partner who believes her or understand what she's going through. Like Doesn't have the time. Can't go sit there for three hours. Doesn't have the time, yeah. right, to do the, the, the blood panel or just like – or just doesn't understand what's going on in her body. So I want to – because listen, I have been so guilty of this where I remember seeing – it was Dixie D'Amelia. She's one of those like TikTokers came yeah. out recently and said, you know, I struggle with PMDD and it was like it's a severe form of PMS. And I kind of thought to myself, as well as the thousands of other people that commented on that Instagram post of like, ah, so you have rough cramps, like deal with it. Take some yeah, Midol yeah. and get over it. And then, oh my God, when I just went through what might be, you know, considered somewhat PMDD, like, no, that was, that was not okay. So to any woman who is experiencing something similar, that's not normal. That's not you having a bad day. That's not your fault. Go talk to your doctor. Something might be up. And unfortunately, it might not be an end-all be-all by talking to your doctor. Like you might have to – You have to really be your own advocate. Bark up a few trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to be your own your own advocate in your health. You have to make different appointments. If one doctor says no, then go to another one. Then do more research. Then find what you can, which I think is one of those things we in learn. all as, of your spare time. Right. But we learn as we get older. You know, as I, when I was younger, I was like, oh, doc, your health is your Doctors wealth. know everything and they don't. That's no knock on them. It's just truth. It's just there's so much, there's so much complexity to the human body. The human body. So, yes, yes. Yes. I thought there was a black and white answer to every health question that we could possibly have. And that's just not how it works. This isn't a knock on doctors. It's just a matter of what it is. Well, there's also so many factors. I mean, it's like going back to my biological age, it's like, oh, well, I used to work in TV in the morning. So I was, my circadian rhythm was thrown off. So it's like, you are a culmination of the last, not just the last 33 and 34 years, but the stress and conditions your mother lived in, the stress and conditions your grandmother lived in. Like it is, there is a science to that. Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, th there can be traumas that are coming up for you now that didn't even happen in your lifetime. Yep. Which is bizarre. Yeah. And beyond our realm of understanding, at least for me. Yeah. Case, I want to tell you about this new app that I found that I'm obsessed with. It's called Johanna. It was created by a mom of four that is now doing this concierge service, so to speak, for really anybody, but the marketing is for moms. And I totally bought into it. <laughs> I have used it for so many things. The marketing was so smart because the way that it got me was like, are you too focused on your phone? Are you trying to do too much? Do you want to spend more time with your kids? Yes, all of those things are true. This app allows me to basically give a task to these specialists that go out and get it done. Okay, let me give you an example. The most annoying thing. It's the nicest thing, but it's so annoying. Ordering flowers for someone and sending them. Yes, 100%. But I am a control freak and I'm like, okay, like no carnations, no baby's breath, no pompous grass. That's just me. But that's what I want. So you can tell them that and they will get it done. 
Yes. There's a whole note section. You can put in what you want. You can tell them your budget. You can tell them the time it needs to be done by. And the thing is like, so what you're talking about right there, like it's not just like, okay, one eight hundred flowers, I'm ordering them, blah, blah, blah. Like that's time for you to look through, okay, what does the bouquet look like? And the other thing is I like to do things at night. Jack's asleep. That's when I'm so productive and you can't call at night. Yep. So yeah, I found like even if I was physically present with my kids, I wasn't really present because I was on my phone trying to tick Mm -hmm. so many things off of my to-do list where now I'm just putting it into the app. The specialists are going in. They're asking any questions that they need from me to get it done and it's done. I'm pulling up my app because I want to see like what else I've used it for. It's been a million things. Oh my God. Graduation season. I had them order so many graduation gifts for me. Other things too. Like I want to be able to donate clothes or donate electronics or things that I'm finding in my house. And I don't want to be able to have to look up where to go. Like they just can send it to me. Here's all the places nearby. They've found recipes and meal planning has been super, super helpful. They can order groceries for the house. You can shop local for custom birthday cakes. You can research the local organizations that you want to volunteer as a family, find a groomer for a new pet. I mean, literally the list goes on and on. I've used it for so many things, especially with us moving to a new house in Florida, not really knowing the area. I had them look up a bunch of kids activities in the area. So it's really just the best. This could also be super great for vacations. You're already planning travel and accommodations and figuring everything out. It's like, let them book your you know, taxis, your Ubers. Let them plan things and find out if you're going to a new place, what they offer. Casey, I'll do you one better. They can plan all the travel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, give them the information. Your card is linked to the account. They can book your flight. They can book your hotel. They can actually do everything. There's a whole travel section, events. They can plan parties. I mean, I, I could this ad could be a million minutes long because I I can tell you everything, but I absolutely love it. It is so helpful. They are offering this service for $129 right now. $129. I mean, you can't get that anywhere else. And it's unlimited. So for the amount of times and amount of tasks that you could put in, $129 a month is a freaking steal, let me tell you. So I'm putting the link to this in the show notes. I really think that you should check it out. It's it's super helpful, again, as a mom or just anybody, if you're trying to get some more time back to yourself. I found it's really made me a better mother. It's made me a better wife. It's made me a better person to just focus on the things that I really want to and get the nitty gritty stuff. I can hand it off and know that it's being taken care of. So again, Johanna app, it's amazing. Go to the link in our show notes and click on it and get started today for $129 a month. Yeah. So, you know, it was rough. And my husband was very sweet to say, like, I feel so bad because you were such a healthy person. And all of these things that you've been dealing with in your health really happened since you've had children. And it's like your body's struggling to kind of just get back to to baseline. And I felt really seen when he said that. And it's it's something that, like, I want other women to know. Like, we yeah. we really went through it. And yeah. it's okay. You know, I have to tell myself this all the time. You know, I'm so hard on myself about weight and about just, you know, what I'm capable of now compared to what I was then, but you're just not the same person, but I'm also like a better person in different ways. <laughs> okay. So should we coin the phrase, like, we're not bouncing back. We're like slow rolling back. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like, know. It's not, yeah. It, and that's just to the point. It's like, after the baby comes, like, yes, this is awesome. I get to put, like, cute clothes you know, on him and, I like, just have, have a this, birthday party. I just have this vision of, like, you know, when you take a basketball and it's just, like, totally, like, flat and you try to bounce yes. it and it's just, like, <laughs> just like I, had the, I had the vision of Violet from Willy Wonka and they're just, like, rolling her out. <laughs> just slow and steady. Slow rolling back. Yeah. Uh, well. The roll back. So – the la- so that was that. So make sure you talk to your doctor or talk to me even if you need help with anything or just, you know, want to talk about your symptoms. Um, I'll keep updating, of course, on this show about what we find out and how my my journey with that is going and the, the health plan. We want to, in our last few minutes here, make sure that we speak a little bit about the last month and the content that we had with uh, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. We've heard from some of you about how it was helpful because you don't want to feel alone when you're mm-hmm. going through that and to be able to share stories and and know that there are other women that are going through the same thing, that you're not crazy for feeling or thinking the way that you do. And um, it's, it's just heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. I had actually had a segment that we wanted to do called uh, Voices where various women were going to send in how 
their experience went for them in either infant loss or or miscarriage. And some people did, and some people either didn't feel comfortable or just simply didn't get to the deadline because, you know, moms. Well, yeah, I mean, to be like totally transparent, like life happens. And yeah. like, here's the other thing, composing a text or a DM to be like, hey, mm-hmm. I have a podcast and I'd love for you to share. You know, it's like, I can't gatekeep that. Like Mm -hmm. I can't – like that's not – I'm not inviting you to a party. Like Mm -hmm. I – if someone is very outward about it, okay, like – and we have that relationship. But like asking someone to share that is is – it's a lot to ask. Mm -hmm. And also to articulate that in a concise manner. Yeah. Hey, not only can you tell me about this loss, can you do it in five minutes or less? But, you know, I will say in the grief podcast that I had, I felt that with a lot of people, they would say like, oh, I really want to do this. I'm just like a little nervous. I'm not sure. And I don't think I had one person that didn't say to me at the end of interviews, wow, that was so therapeutic to talk about. Yeah. That was so good to be – I was learning things about myself as I was speaking. So, yeah, it is a hard line to walk because I never want people to think that we're trying to exploit them. But I want to be able to give them a platform to talk right. and say the things that they want to say. So that you know didn't come together for today, but maybe it will at another time. And with that said, if you're listening now and that is something that you'd want to contribute to and you want to be a part of that, feel free to email us, yeah. motheruppod at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to listen to your story. And, you know, whether it's something we, share we bring you or, on for another yeah. episode or we just share part of your story and we can send you the, the uh, instructions to get us a, a voice note on it. I wasn't sure if I talked about it on the show before or not, but I did have a miscarriage before I had Asher. It was in January. I. You know, which I think about it now, the baby was going to be due a few weeks after Jack. So I must have got pregnant right before you did. And I started bleeding at like seven weeks, which wasn't uncommon because I had bled with Sienna and I have a negative blood type, which means I'm like a negative. So I have to- Yeah, so you need that shot. The shot, the Rogam shot, because basically my body like tries to fight the pregnancy or just sees it as a foreign object. So then you have to go into the emergency room, or at least I did with Sienna when I was like nine weeks with her and get the shot. So I started bleeding and I was a little freaked out, but Mark was like, it's okay. We've run this drill before. We know what this is. And we went into the, to the hospital and it was, I was definitely started to bleed a lot more. I just felt different. I went in to get the ultrasound and all of a sudden the tech was just like so nice. (laughs) I was like, do you want a blanket? Are you okay? Like, I'm going to bring you back to the room now. And I'm like, oh, he knows I'm about to get like pretty bad news. Yeah. You said he wouldn't read the ultrasound. Like, yeah, they always say we have to wait for the doctor. So yeah, then they, they came back in and and just told us that, uh, you know, there wasn't going to be a baby in late September anymore. And It was definitely devastating, but I held on to my hope that I held on to, which, you know, we heard a lot of our guests say in the last couple episodes about about hope that they had. The hope that I held on to was looking at my daughter, Sienna, and knowing, all right, my body did this. I already had a child, which so like I, I almost I'm like my experience was nothing compared to what some women have to go through to not only experience that over and over and over again, but to experience that prior to having a child at all and not knowing mm-hmm. if that, if that's in store for what your body can do. So I also, you know, there's so much other stuff that goes into it in terms of like, I kind of had some weird feelings that the pregnancy wasn't safe in the beginning. And then I blamed myself that because I had those feelings, did I manifest this? And I made the body not or made the baby not stay. And, you know, all those things that we do to ourselves as a woman. Um, So that's, that's interesting. And I'm Catholic. So I believe in God, I believe in, I, I believe we control our own destiny to a point, but you know, it's like, God has a plan. Yeah. Like there is, you know, there is a, my Aunt Monica always says it. She had miscarriages. She had a stillborn. She actually shared her story, um, which we will, we will share in our next, next mm-hmm. October when we do this um, again. And, and I remember that. I mean, it rocked me to my core. I was in grade school and I'll never forget it. My cousin Frankie, you know, she's this beautiful, dark haired, like gorgeous, like angel on earth. And I believe that she, my Aunt Monica would always say, life is a tapestry. You know, on the back, it looks messy and it's, you know, needlework and it's, it's a mess. You flip it over and then 
you see the big picture. So, you know, she said with three miscarriages and a stillborn, she has four beautiful babies. And, and one thing she said to me was, if I, I would do it all again, knowing the outcome, I would do it all again. Mm-hmm. And I think like with time and with healing, you know, you can get to that point. So this month of October, earlier this month, I did have a miscarriage and it's still sad. It's really sad. Um, you, I have a son, a perfect son in my mind, in my mind. And he is, is that hope for sure. You plan and you fall in love with the future, which I'm sure you did right after Sienna. Like there's, we're a family of four, the four Simons, you know, it's, that's where your mind goes. And you see, I'll never forget. I was going into labor and I was furiously texting you and you're like, you get the best prize. Like, cause I was like, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm what about the epidural? Oh yeah. my God, it's going to hurt. You're like, you get the best prize. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And you don't, you don't realize it's all that purposeful in pain. Like, you know, other yeah. times you go into the hospital and they don't know what's wrong with you and blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. this Poking is for a purpose. We know what's happening. Yes. And not only can we help you with this pain, but you get the most beautiful thing at the end of it. And then you just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like when I found out that I was pregnant with what would have been our second, I didn't care. I'm like, if I need a C-set, like whatever it is, like I need this baby to be healthy and perfect and I will do whatever. And I, and I think like a lot of the reason why I'm on this like health journey and even more so now is because there is so much research of like what you put into your body, yeah. like you're, you're creating the environment for your baby. So, you know, suffering that, that loss is definitely deep and definitely heavy and, and selfishly this, the guests this month really helped me through that. And as like painful as it was to talk about it, the only way out is through. I, first of all, want to thank you for sharing that here. I wasn't sure if you were going to, but I'm so glad that you did. And I also, (laughs) I'm going to get through saying this. Go ahead. I am just so proud of you. I wish that people could have seen what I saw. And actually they will once our YouTube is up and running. The amount of grace and utter like bravery and power that you had to have to sit there through some of the interviews that we had this month, knowing what was going on with you. I just, I just love you so much. And it was just so hard for me to like hear the things that these people were saying and talking about their own miscarriages and their own things with their body. And, and just, you just sat there with a smile on just pushing through it. And, you know, like whether you were digging your nail into your, the side of your, your leg being like, just get through this, just get through this, just get through this. I mean, it was just, you are just like such a professional at the core of it. And like, I wanted you to have this time, you know, I kept saying to you, like, are you okay? Like, please break down. Please give yourself time to break down. Please give yourself that time to feel it. And, and because you're allowed. Yeah. I knew it was happening when it happened. Um, you know, it was like a week. It started, I was working in New York. Um, and it started when I was there and it was like a week and, um, the baby was measuring small. And then we went back the next week and, and I knew, I had an appointment on Monday and I remember I texted you and um, we recorded on a Friday and I texted you that night. And I remember like I was texting you like what was happening, how much blood, you know, all, all the things. And I knew when it happened. It was Friday night at like midnight. Like I knew when it happened. So I took that weekend to really like feel it and really grieve. And, and in a way I was preparing myself all week. Um, you know, with you, I talked to my aunt, um, and Eric was just, he was like, we have to be positive. We have to be positive. I remember I told him, you know, Saturday morning and he's like, I need you to be positive. Like, I just, I need you. And, and then Monday when we went, you know, he went to the appointment with me and there was no baby. Well, you know, there, I, you know, I had passed everything, which I, you know, which was my body doing what it was supposed to do, but it's a future and you mourn that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was not okay that day. Mm-hmm. He was not okay. Mm-hmm. And it made me love him more because he mourned that loss too. And it, I, I know how much he loves my son. And, and it's just like, you watch this human being that you chose to create a life with and build a life with. And you see how like invested they are in that. Invested they are and how much they're growing emotionally and how much like, like we were just kids. And now like, he's this awesome dad and awesome husband. And like, in all of it, you just, you find more love, you know, where there, and that's, and I, I always remember that visual of you, the grief visual where like your world grows around it. The grief stays the same, but like your world grows around it. And, um, 
you know, I, I will not ever attempt to feel or understand what somebody who has a stillborn or loses an infant goes through. Because I know how much it hurt losing a baby before the anatomy scan or before yeah. the 3D or before, you know, before your halfway point, you know, before you get to announce it. Our family photo shoot on Monday was going to be our pregnancy announcement. Mm. So it's healing also comes with like, once you get past all the things you have planned, yep. like all the things that you plan yeah, in your triggers, mind. Because like, they all become triggers. But I also, I was going back to you saying that like you felt guilty. I remember saying after I found out that I was pregnant, oh my God, this baby's going to be a Taurus. Like I can't have a Taurus. Like, oh, like the Chinese gender calendar says this baby's going to be a girl. Like you're such a fool. Stop. Like, why would you care? And that's the thing. It's like my, my aunt Lorna is like so practical and she's like, it's a miracle to get pregnant. It's a miracle to carry a baby to full term. And it's a miracle to birth a beautiful, alive, you know, screaming, crying, pooping baby. And um, it gave me a big wake up call in the sense that like, I can't control everything. I can't make everything fit into a box. And I need to just have gratitude. And I always have, I always thought I did, but I am just grateful for everything I have just the way it is. And um, I, we obviously want more babies. I want four air quotes three, so I need to move my butt. But I am just in this like moment, the control freak in me is I, she is in the back seat of the bus. So I just need to trust the timing, trust the universe, trust God, whatever it is you believe in and um, go with the. But I also want to tell you that that is a huge realization and not to take it lightly that you have had that from all the work that I've done with grief. To be able to take a lesson out of trauma is a huge success. That is not something that everyone can do. And for you to have done that during this very devastating period is really a testament to your maturity and how strongly you do already have that gratitude. You know, don't don't think that you were lacking in that or you never had that before. Or you need to grow in so many areas of your life. And this is just, a, you know, a depiction of, of the horrible human that I am. It's not that way at all. You, you are doing this right. And I'm just so sorry that this happened. I actually, uh, thank you. I bought, um, the baby would have been, due in May. And I was like, oh, maybe I can hold the baby in there and it could be due on my dad's birthday, which is June 3rd. <laughs> and not be a Taurus, but be a stinking Gemini. No, I'm just kidding. That I, and you know, like, I'm just like, shut up. You're so dumb. But I bought an emerald ring. And so like, that's something special that I'll always have. Yeah. Like when I found out that I was pregnant and you're just so sure, like mm-hmm. when you have a baby, you're like, oh, okay. Like baby's due in May. We're good. Like I'll probably get, you know, I'll probably feel uncomfortable around January. Because our situations were similar in that we didn't have issues with the first pregnancy. So we figured, oh, so if I'm pregnant now, then that's, it's going to be like the last one and it's going to stick and it's going to be born the day that they're saying it's going to be born. But here's the thing, like this, the false sense of security is like you bled with Sienna, as you said, like Jack, I, I think I ovulate like later than I'm supposed to. Um, So like Jack's heartbeat wasn't as strong when they thought it should be. Like, so he was a little bit like younger than they had predicted, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So like when I went for this baby and they're like, oh, there's no heartbeat yet, but like, that's okay. I was like, okay. You know, and then like, you know, you go from there, like again, those early warning signs. And then it's the next time and the next time where you're like, oh, something's Mm -hmm. wrong. Like this is. And it's just the absolute worst, that waiting period. That was like, oh my God, I thought I was like doing magic tricks. I was like, can I do the anything to is, distract yeah. you in this area? Because this has got to be so painful to just not have an answer right now. But here's the thing. And I know like it's going to make me sound crazy, but like I knew it in my bones. Yeah, I, that's, I felt the exact same in my way. Bones. I felt the like, exact same way. And it's still so, so then you hard. feel guilty for feeling that. Yes. Because then I literally I was talking to myself and I was like, is all this like – podcast stuff like is it getting in my head like this is pregnancy loss awareness like oh, that's am I manifesting this to happen and I'm like no like I want this baby like I want this bullheaded Taurus baby that's gonna give me like a run for my money like I want this baby but it's like I need I, I didn't manifest that mm-hmm. you didn't manifest that mm-hmm. nobody does mm-hmm. yeah well unfortunately we're a statistic now 
yeah, one that's wild. One and four. And I like wouldn't be surprised if that gets to one and three at some point. But my mom said was, she was like, I had crazy periods always. Like she, Isabel and I are eight years apart. So they tried for Isabel for a while. She tried for for me for two years and they, she had an appointment with a fertility specialist and got pregnant like right before. Mm-hmm. So like, I always thought that I would have a lot of trouble. And then Jack was a wedding weekend baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she said, like, I had horrible pe- – like, she's like, I probably had chemical pregnancies. Yeah. I probably had early miscarriages. Yeah. Like, that's another thing that people don't realize. We talked about with Dr. Zagoni. Like, is is that there are more miscarriages now or that we are just finding out about them when we wouldn't right. have before because we are testing right. sooner. We are testing more often as mm-hmm. opposed to just, like, seeing what happened. And some people didn't even know they were pregnant until they were five months or – Right. Whatever, it's just different. So, but it's well, it's a it's certainly an experience and an emotional one, and that will certainly not be the last time we touch on that topic. It's just you know we wanted to make sure we did it for for the awareness month, and uh, thanks for sticking with us through it. Yeah, a lot more fun content up ahead. We have a full calendar. I think we're. I'm really proud of us. Like air high five to us because we have November, December, and January booked out with. Yeah. We do interviews and fun things going on for the podcast. So we're so excited to keep going and to do this with you guys. So thanks for being here. We love you. Oh, and then there's mama. Come here. Oh, just what we needed. Don't fall. Oh, gosh. She's like running. Come on. Come here. Can you say bye to all our listeners? Can you say bye bye? Say bye bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs> what a cute, perfect way to end. Full circle moment. All right. On that note, happy Halloween. We love you all, and we are forever growing and here for everyone. Yes. Love you. Thank you, Jack. Love you. Thanks for listening to Mother Up. We have new episodes every Monday. In the meantime, follow us on social by searching at Mother Up Pod. Got a topic you want us to cover? A story you want us to share? Give us a shout on our website, www.motheruppod.com. Production support for today's episode provided by Katie Anderson, also a mom of HomeAway Studios. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer. Have a great week. And remember, whenever you're feeling down, mother up. <laughs>